0: Welcome to the Side Talks Podcast. I'm doing effects with my voice to save you time, Brad, to save you time.
1: Thank you so much. It's amazing that you're able to do that. Isn't
0: it? Isn't it? I got nothing else for you. No more singing today. I'm putting it to a rest. I'm just using my vocal abilities to give you effects that are sound like this. I'm Rachel Morgan.
1: And I'm Corey Kraft. What's up, ding dongs?
0: <laughs> we talk about the movies. Let's do it. What's this? Shit? Very I haven't, subdued. I haven't done a little subtle one like that in a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: So I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. Okay. So I've got one for you today. I am literally jumping in. I think actually not in the middle, but this felt like toward the end of this one. All right. And I really don't know if you're going to get this or not. I think I think you're going to get it after I give you some clues that I don't really want to give you. All right. All right. So a person walks in. A woman walks into a restaurant. And sits down at a table and puts on the table a uh, like a fo- like a photo, like a framed photo, and pulls out a bunch of stuff and and begins to order. And so it feels very, it's kind of sad. It feels very like I'm going to have this memorial meal with a picture of this person who's RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, and enjoy like a meal and kind of go out to dinner with this person who's no longer with me, gotcha, what it feels gotcha, like. gotcha. but nothing about this is a pr- like, I just need you to understand that nothing I'm seeing on the screen is appropriate to that. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, sure. that's what's happening. But boy, if this were a serious film, that w- what I'm looking at would be really offensive. Uh-oh. So it yeah, and and as this person is sitting at this table, there's another table across the restaurant that's a bunch of people who say, "Isn't that such and such?" And I can't remember the name. Uh, such and such from high school what is she doing here? She's so pathetic remember remember how we used to make fun of it? it's all very over the top okay and you know no even a group of bullies that are the worst bullies in the world wouldn't be quite this nasty sure, like, sure. you know so and, this, is a,
1: this is a comedy ostensibly
0: mm-hmm okay. I think it thinks it's a, yeah it thinks it's a comedy okay. for sure uh, but this is one of those like sad or moments on a comedy kind of thing gotcha, gotcha, gotcha and it does feel a little like watching somebody kick a puppy and so this group of bullies men and women um and by the way the woman is uh a famous person but everybody at the table i think
1: i know what this is based on your caginess
0: okay let's hear it
1: is this woman played by a a man yeah is this jack and jill
0: yes you got it i can't fucking believe it dude that is really impressive right Yes. yeah okay Yes, it is. And that's Adam Sandler dressed Playing like a woman. And twin it's
1: sister. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. He... It's
0: offensive. And, uh, and I can't believe this film was made. I mean, it's really hard to watch.
1: This this film, which stars Academy Award winner Al Pacino. Al Pacino.
0: Al Pacino. Dunkachino. Yeah, does a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I mean, it's something else. It is something
1: else. The Dunkacchino moment is actually hilarious and everything it's, else in the movie it's is terrible.
0: a jaw dropper because you're just like I can't believe Pacino did this.
1: Well, what's funnier is is his his horrified turn after he've yeah. used the the commercial is like just burn this. Burn yeah, this can never see the light of day, which which other than that one segment should be said about Jack and Jill. Yeah,
0: it is it's incredibly offensive and terrible in every freaking way.
1: You know I love The Sandman though. Like he needs to Stay working in wow. um, not that register. That, was, that
0: but, is like all. Oh, uh, there's bad, so bad many movie. issues to impact But bad yeah, movie. I, I'm impressed. I really am impressed that you got it.
1: Well, I thought it was. I thought it was something like that when you described like bullies bullying a grown woman.
0: Yeah, but I also didn't want to say. The minute I I knew the minute I said it's a man dressed like a woman, sure, that you were gonna get it, so I couldn't say that. But I also felt a little. I felt like it was unfair to kind of just really pitch to you this was a woman because it doesn't read like that. No, it, 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 it reads like Adam Sandler is dressed up like a woman, and
1: that's that's kind of the right the one joke this movie, it, which has. is
0: again not a funny joke. No, it's really not. It's funny. not. Anyway, you got it. You won. I'm I'm impressed. <music> Reflections.
1: Wow, we are just reflecting are on just all kinds of things. We are just reflecting
0: in the last, uh, this is the third in a series of reflections, but we're going to switch gears from Sunday a little bit if you don't mind. Sure. And I'd like to ask you a question. Okay. I know this is also in the past for people by the time they're hearing this, quite in the past by the time they're hearing this, but the Academy Award nominations have come out. They have landed. We know what they are. That's right. And um, the Academy Awards will be ahead of us still. We have a little bit of time before the Academy Awards, so I want to ask you now,
1: Uh-huh. and this will
0: be the final time I ask you, so keep that in mind. Okay. I want you to go ahead and call for me what you think best director. Is going to be and what oh. you think best picture is going to be. And we've heard from you before and yeah. you changed, we've heard from you twice and you changed your mind.
1: Well, I'm about to change it again.
0: Okay. So I'd like for Sam, would you mind documenting this for the record? We're going to see if Corey gets these two right and we will revisit again after the Academy Awards. We won't, we won't visit again unless, unless there's some kind of other crazy Academy upset. We won't probably, uh, well, we certainly won't talk about these two categories again, I don't think, until uh, after the, Acad- probably uh, after the Academy Awards, but um, let's hear it. So, what are you going to? Say where is best director gonna land? Can you call
1: it? So the nominees are uh our Birmingham born uh friend Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan, his directing partner for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, you have Todd Field in there for Tar. You have Ruben Ostlund in there for Triangle of Sadness. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, And a filmmaker named Steven Spielberg. Heard of him? Pretty famous guy for The Fablemans.
0: And there's 10 nominees, am I correct? 10 I was-
1: nominees for Best Picture. Okay, there you go. Um, but five for Best Director. Best
0: direct- five for Best Director. And these are the Best Director you These said. are the Best Director. Gotcha.
1: Um, so, tough call on this one. Um, I think... If I had to put my chips down today, you do. I would. I would put them on Steven Spielberg. Finally, getting that third Best Director okay. Oscar for all the right. Fablemans. Um, I think that this will be the only Oscar that the Fablemans wins in all likelihood. Much like Jane Campion with the Power of the Dog yeah, last yeah. year. Um, and and look, I know that nobody is going to necessarily agree with me that Steven Spielberg of all people is quote unquote due uh, to win an Academy Award but it has been like 25 years since he last won an Academy Award for Saving Private Ryan. And
0: the Academy does like him. And Hollywood the, does like this man. The
1: Academy doesn't love Spielberg though as much as they should. Spielberg has has had, a patchy, like him enough. He's had a patchy relationship with the Academy. He missed out on Best director a bunch of times where he should have he, where been he nominated. I think
0: that's the thing is, is you can't correct past wrongs so um, maybe this is not the film to do anything. But anyway, I don't know. I'm not arguing you with you about it. I'm just uh, curious.
1: If he loses, and I think it's a possibility. Sure. I'm not sold on Spielberg, but I think he's got it just out of you know sheer, like you finally told your story and we really appreciate yeah, gotcha. it and you. If he loses, I think he's going to lose to to the Daniels. Okay. Um, and that goes into the Best Picture prediction. Which is? I, I had predicted Everything Everywhere at first. Yep. I switched my prediction to Top Gun Maverick. Yep. But in the wake of 11 Academy Award nominations, the most of any film, I'm swapping back to Everything Everywhere all at once. Wow. I okay. think that it's, it's going to be one of the less traditional Best Picture wins, but... Top Gun, I think the nomination is the win for that. It's sure. A, it, I, as with I agree Avatar, with that. just like pat on the back to Tom Cruise and Jerry Bruckheimer. Thanks for saving cinema. We really appreciate it. We're glad that you did it. We you know what a maniac you are. Congratulations. Welcome to the party. But if we're looking at the quote unquote future of cinema, uh everything everywhere all at once kind of represents that on many levels. It is um you know, it's it's a story about people of color, a scrappy indie success story that was a theatrical play and made quite a bit of money on, on multiplex screens and indie cinema screens alike. Um, it is kind of the movie that has had the most juice since it was released in March of last Certainly year. Certainly,
0: the one that people want to talk about the
1: most, and and they've been talking about it for a full calendar year. Um, and they haven't slowed down
0: with the nominations coming out. I mean, it's the one that everybody, Uh not just being here in Birmingham, obviously, we're going to get a lot of that press. We're going to get a lot of people pointing to Daniel for the nomination. But I also think that just in general, there's just a lot of talk about this film. I mean, probably because it really was the dark horse. Is there, but is there another dark horse right now that you think could come up behind everything and, and take it?
1: Yeah, I guess. Banshees? I guess it's Banshees of Inna, Sharon. During the the first predi- prediction segment we did, um, I kind of spaced out and forgot to mention that, even yeah, though yeah. it's um, it was a movie I had already seen and, and really enjoyed, and obviously knew that a lot of other people enjoyed it. Um, it got something like eight or nine Oscar nominations. All four of its principal performers nominated for Oscars. Martin McDonough getting a best director nomination when he missed out for three billboards is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I think it could win that screenplay Oscar over everything everywhere all at once.
0: And people do love this film.
1: People love it. I mean, people I love, love this it. film. I'm yeah, not I I'm not too. arguing it's great. it,
0: but uh people really do have really taken to it.
1: I, I am not convinced because it is such a you know, a relatively restrained and strange movie.
0: It is a strange film.
1: But then again, <laughs> there aren't any. Um, there aren't any best picture contenders, or aren't many best picture contenders that I can point to and say that they're totally normal or conventional choices for best picture. It's a. Str- it is an odd year. It's an odd year. There are a lot of odd, really compelling films from from Netflix's German language "All Quiet on the Western Front," which seemingly came out of nowhere to um, to get nine Oscar nominations, I mean, which is insane uh, to something like triangle of sadness, which is, which is bizarre uh, and very European. And I
0: can't see them giving the Oscar to no,
1: probably not. But its nomination is also its reward, right. I would say. Uh, and then, you know, even odd or unconventional indie sort of uh, films like tar and women talking, which are great. Not not conventional nominees. In fact, I would say the most conventional nominees, the Fablemans, even though the Fablemans, as I've said before, is a weirder movie than most people expect it to be sure. before seeing it. So just on that level, it's kind of hard to, you know, there's no the King's speech that you can point to and be like, well, that's Oscar catnip. Obviously that's yeah. going to take it. Maybe um, the Spielberg film, maybe uh, the I mean, Spielberg, but, but I doubt even, it.
0: even on paper is what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I, I really doubt it. I, I do think yeah, that, I that the taste of the Academy has evolved, um, in a, a relatively younger, short a, amount of time. Crew. They've expanded the membership drastically. It's a, lot a more
0: diverse more, crew.
1: Exactly. A lot more, um, international in its yeah, yeah, scope. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, that we're moving out of a lot of conventional Hollywood product um, being a shoe in for, for this award um, that said um, you know, we're, we're only a couple years removed from, from green book winning. So, oh, you know, we can't hush. like completely count our chickens here. Um, but, but I, I'm feeling pretty confident that our friends at A24 and our friend uh, Daniel Scheinert is going to be taking home an Academy Award for Best Picture, um, which is – I'll tell you this much. I love that movie, but I think even the Daniels would agree this is not something that they ever anticipated happening yeah. uh, when this movie first came out and started connecting I mean, with audiences. I mean, I was
0: absolutely shocked. So it's – it's an interesting one. And I mean, let's also acknowledge really quickly. We've got a 24 as a distributor up there and the nominees and we've got neon up there on the nominees. So it really is a different world than it was 20 years ago. We've got two big indie distributors that are, that have got films up for an Academy war that are really, truly in the running. I That's mean, right. you, you, you're you hearing it here that we think that, that you think Spielberg's going to win for the best director, but you think everything everywhere is going to win for the best picture.
1: And it wouldn't shock me either. If, if old Reuben Ostland, took that screenplay award home. I mean, that's I, a, that wouldn't shock me either a because a really the screenplay
0: com- is, uh, you know, it's not best picture. That's
1: belt. a really competitive category for original screenplay. Cause you've got Banshees, you've got everything everywhere. You've got tar, you've got triangle of sadness and you've got the Fablemans and, You could make a case for any of those.
0: Yeah, let's also, uh, and and again, several of those being up for Best Picture, and let's acknowledge really quickly that you've got Tar, and you've got Everything Everywhere, and you've got Banshees, all three of which are really divisive films. You have people who are loving and hating, loving or hating these uh, on either side. So um, probably, I would say maybe, you know, Tar being the least divisive of all, (laughs) strangely.
1: Maybe, perhaps, perhaps. Maybe.
0: Anyway, regardless, it, they are they are not uh, as you're mentioning. They're not your typical sort of average person off the street. Gave that film a big hug, kind of nominees.
1: But like, look, I mean, the Academy is always going to do what the Academy does. The best you can hope for is that their tastes align with yours, which is not terribly often. Um, but you you do have to kind of stand back and, on balance, admire just how weird. The set of nominees is. Agreed. I mean, it, this is something that that I'm sure that we'll discuss closer to Oscar time. But of the 20 acting nominees, 16 of these nominees are first time nominees.
0: That's amazing.
1: I mean, all five of. It's, the, it's
0: almost shocking.
1: It is. It's totally shocking. All five of the best actor nominees are first time nominees. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's exciting to see. Emerging talent uh, awarded or, or nominated. It's exciting to see people who have put in work for decades, like like Colin Farrell, finally get recognized for good work. Um, and it's exciting to see just a, a, a really compelling, weird slate of movies enter – Whatever conversation the academy awards can still provoke amongst the general public and and it's kind of hard to say what that is um, it, it really is but but you know it's not nothing I'll put it that way the the fact that people will be driven potentially to see something like Triangle yeah. of Sadness or, or Women Talking because it was nominated <laughs> for Oscars.
0: I kind of love it. I mean, I
1: do, too. I, I think that's, that's a wonderful outcome. And no, Top Gun, Maverick or Avatar, they don't need Oscars to boost the attention that they're receiving. But something like a- After Sun, which got in yeah, the Best Actor sure. category, does. Does. definitely does. And that's, that's potentially life changing. You know, so
0: from a first-time female director, um, yeah. And I mean, obviously, she's not the one being nominated, but just her film being up there in, in in a category makes a big difference. Like,
1: is is there is there a lot to gripe about? Yeah, there's yeah. There's al- a lot there's to gripe always about, a including lot the to fact gripe that
0: like, that Oscars so male.
1: Sure, there's always a lot to gripe about, but you know. Y- At least for me, I I try to find the silver linings in these things. And the silver lining here is that a whole bunch of cool, new, emerging shit is going to be seen by people like my mom who would not normally seek these things out. And, And I think that's on balance only a good thing.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see if you're right.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the SciTalks Podcast.
0: We're your own personal cinematic chocolate stampede and chocolate brownie lasagna.
1: I'm afraid to ask.
0: You know, I can't stop with the food stuff. Well, let me tell you. Let me just tell you. At the Longhorn Steakhouse, (laughs) they have a, you can guess which one, a chocolate stampede. Which I'm here to tell you is chocolate, cake, mousse, shell. I don't know what shell is, but I'm assuming it's that like magic shell. Like yeah, a, it's right? like a, like a hard, shell.
1: hard chocolate shell. And
0: syrup. I would assume chocolate syrup since it is indeed the chocolate stampede with vanilla bean ice cream. That's uh, what that is. And right. I want to point out one other thing about it. Does anybody want to take a stab while you're driving in your car or on your walk? Take a stab. Just guess at how many calories is in the chocolate stampede. It's, it's what you would imagine is about the size of a dessert that you would get at a corporate restaurant. So just uh, take a second to try to guess. I'm here to tell you that there are, do you want to take a stab?
1: I'm going to say uh, 1,600.
0: 2,460 calories are in the chocolate stampede.
1: That's too many.
0: That is too many. And then the chocolate brownie lasagna is eight decadent layers of rich fudgy brownie and sweet vanilla cream cheese frosting topped with chocolate shavings and a chocolate drizzle. And it is basically a skinny dessert compared to... to the long run. I mean this is basically a a diet dessert. But wait, okay, so it's only nine hundred and ten calories.
1: How is that possible? It must be it must be like a smaller It's the same I guarantee
0: you it's right there. It's it now granted the chocolate Stampede being named Stampede you know, that implies that, that it's that implies at least like a bucket it, of ice cream. I think it's probably bigger, but um, you know, not that big. I, I also, I, I'm so sorry. Let me go ahead and apologize for something in advance. I'm about to read to you a quote because I did go look for reviews of both of these. And, and neither one of them had reviews that were you know terribly newsworthy. So I'm not bringing a ton to you. But I do want to quote uh, about the chocolate brownie lasagna that a, uh, and again, you heard the apology, right? Uh-huh. An individual out there in the world said, when you eat this, you are sure to have a mouth gasm.
1: (laughs) Great. Well, that's good to know. Fuck
0: off.
1: Uh, Fuck off. Mouth gasm. That, you know, people just should stop.
0: Oh, in case you need to have one of those tonight, the chocolate brownie lasagna is available at Olive Garden, in case you couldn't guess. Olive (sighs) Garden sponsor us.
1: I mean, Sure. (laughs) Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd want to be the chocolate stampede because I'm probably extremely allergic to, well, I'm probably, probably allergic to both. both of these. But
0: you, I'll let you take it. But I mean, chocolate stampede sounds way more awesome. Yeah. It just, the name alone sounds way more awesome.
1: Stampede of chocolate cattle. And Olive something. Garden, way to,
0: way to go on the nose with it. Oh, what can we do? We got lasagna. We're an Italian restaurant. Uh, chocolate lasagna. You know, it's, it's a little too obvious.
1: But me. I bet, I bet that it that it hits the spot <laughs> for people does. who are looking for something like that.
0: Uh, when I was when I was doing research for this, and I love that I'm using that word research
1: some, at an Olive Garden ordering a piece of chocolate I lasagna. Wish.
0: Stampede. now No, I was in the I was in the writers' room, which AKA the just the staff room at, at sidewalk, and um and somebody said, "Well, what are the noodles?" And I said, "Well, that would be the cream cheese." icing no. the cream cheese icing represents the noodle in the lasagna
1: mm. I'm going to disagree with that and <laughs> say the brownie think- represents the noodle and the cream there's cheese no, represents no
0: when you go look at a picture I've seen a picture of uh-huh. it a noodle is not brown a noodle well, is I white. know that but a noodle is not <laughs> cream cheese either it looks like it's like a ripple of cream cheese it looks like a I'm not going to
1: die on this hill because <laughs> this is not a food I will ever eat this is eat. a weird and gross conversation <laughs> <laughs> keep, i keep thinking of remember uh, remember uh i don't even know if they still exist cc's pizza pizza oh, oh we just absolutely talked about this other day. The, the chocolate the pudding chocolate dessert pudding pizza,
0: pudding pizza. Oh, pizza oh sick it's, it's disgusting it's all just different flavored crust and even the crust isn't good it's cc's oh but cc's if you want to sponsor us hey go you know. for it.
1: i love cc's I pizza. Oh, we'd love
0: you real quick
1: i i guess Oh, uh, man. All right. Well,
0: let me stampede out of here. Uh, right. Thanks to Boutwell Studios.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brad. You're welcome. And um, check us out online, SidewalkFest.com or at sidewalk film on social media. Why don't you go there and check out what we're showing at the cinema and come see a movie with us. Get your tickets now. Bye. And don't
0: even try to sneak in a chocolate lasagna because we're going to catch you. And I
1: I will confiscate it and we will split it uh, amongst the staff.
0: And we have have churros that are only a fraction of the calories of a stampede. Make a healthy choice, folks. Which still means probably a thousand. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.